Okay. Media has just started live. So this is the host, Michelle Padilla, and I have a good friend, Christina, back on the show. She's been on the show about, I think, two years ago, as a matter of fact. Am I correct? And I believe that's right. Yeah. So it's been two years, and now we're doing quarantine, and I always ask my my uh, listeners, how are you guys doing in this quarantine lifestyle right now? What's been happening? What's been What's new with you, Christina? Well, you know, Michelle, I I made a movie. <laughs> movie. I what made a feature. I made a feature length film. I um, it's called The Central Authority, and we did it totally remotely using video chat apparatuses like this. And um, we finished it up this fall, and it's actually coming to platform soon. Where the ink is drying on the paper, as they say. Oh, nice. So is it going to be on Amazon, Netflix? Where can we see you? We're working on that right now. That's all. That's the part of the ink drying on the paper. It is coming out soon. Um, uh, I will let you know the ha- uh, handles and the hashtags to watch for, but you can check it out on um, the uh, www.centralauthority.com will be uh doing updates to our website soon, but that's actually how I've been spending my time since late March. (laughs) And so what is Central Authority about? What is it about so my listeners could know? Um, If you hear a cat meowing in the background, that's Mercury, my cat, since we are at home. Um, So in a pandemic-stricken near-future world, the government collapses, and the only entertainment is live-streaming entertainment, and um, if you do not go viral on your live streaming entertainment, they kill you on live camera. Oh, wow. Sounds like yeah, it got a little too close to home last week for me. The whole premise of the movie with the, with the events in Washington, I went, whoa. Um, yeah. we, call, we call this a horror comedy. Um, it is um, sort of a, if you like Kentucky Fried movie or you like Amazon Women on the Moon, it's very reminiscent of those kinds of movies. It's not a traditional um, narrative in that sense. Um, it's not a linear plot progression movie where A leads to B, B leads to C, C leads to D. It's more like Kentucky Fried Movie. Um, we like to call it Kentucky Fried Movie meets Network. Okay. And um, we call. Uh, I like to think of it as a... a um, discussion of fascism and democracy and totalitarianism and free speech masquerading as a horror sex comedy oh there you go there you go to kill two birds in one stone if i would you know <laughs> so if you guys are looking for something for that uh what will it be like ready for people to watch it do you know offhand like a date we're well, like I said, that ink is drying on paper. I'm hoping, I'm hoping spring. I'm really hoping for spring. Um, and um, we're also, um, we're, we're just, we're just waiting. We're, we're literally getting the, the movie to, to, to those, those outlets you named right now. <laughs> like that yes. is my, that is my quest today. I spent a good portion of my day doing that very thing. So we're um we're very excited about this because um this is one of the this may be the first socially distant film we're not quite sure about that completely it certainly is the first socially distant horror comedy 
uh, we had a cast of 30 work on this from all over the world. Wow. And you guys had to do Zoom meetings like crazy and read, read scripts. How was that for you guys? Was that interesting? Well, we actually, we are 80% unscripted. Um, our movie is improv based. There are scripted parts, but eight, our actors are extremely talented in this movie. Um, there are no bad performances. All of our performances are excellent. All of the, the skits in this movie are, are really hilarious, in my opinion. And I would say that even if I did not co-direct and co-produce and co-write this movie, <laughs> um, um, it's 80% improv. So um, basically, we were coming up with this as we were going along. Right. And, then, and then we found a way to tie it all together at the very end. Well, that's kind of cool. So how long did you think it would it take, like, a couple months, right, since last year? We started in the last week of March, and I literally finished it. I got it picture-locked the first week of October. About almost a year, almost. Almost, it, almost. It was about almost. nine months, about nine months. Um, yeah. And it was, it was, you know, it's incredible um, what we, what we, worked on and worked with you know we didn't know what was going to happen uh one day we were editing uh Armin Nasseri and I were editing remotely sharing a screen and um, there was rioting happening down the street from each of us oh wow yeah and then there was an earthquake the same day oh yeah yeah because you live in west uh west Hollywood right where all the I'm in the valley now but okay. it, there was some activity even in the San Fernando Valley at that time. It, there had been some activity and, and it was, it was a very interesting time, especially to be editing that movie at that time. We, that was, I think, June or July. Yeah. Cause you guys also had another police chase going on. You had fires going, you had all kinds of crazy stuff going on. He, I, I live in Oxnard, and so we just recently had some fires going on. Was it Thousand Oaks, about half an hour away from me, where we had just had a fire yesterday because of the Santa Ana winds. So it's this crazy. Here we get the hot, we get, you know, the Santa Ana winds back east. They're getting the snow. Texas got snow for the first time in I don't know how long. So, they have know. a 30 year snow pattern usually 20 to 30 yeah. year snow pattern i was i'm originally from texas i'm a texas snow baby ah there you go what part austin or uh san antonio there you go yeah so no it's in in the interesting thing about this particular movie is that we 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 don't try, we keep, we kept this movie in the aesthetic of it very raw. We didn't try and clean it up too much and Hollywoodify it very much right. because of the chaos in the world. So we did shoot using these video chat apparatuses, people's cell phones, people's computers, because that's the, the aesthetic of this cultural moment. <laughs> exactly. Yep. You know, and as a director, I felt that was important for it to be a little raw and rough and gritty and not too polished. Because right. sometimes when the sometimes we lose the truth when it's too varnished. Yeah, it is true. And right now it's a scary kind of world that we live in right now. You know, we're all doing the shelter and place home 
as you may know, I have, I ha am at high risk, so I've been staying pretty much home dealing with my sinus issues. So I've been off and on sick again. And then when people are saying, oh, you got COVID, no, I just have bad sinus issues. So it's really tough for me to, me to go out there and do what I want to do. So I've been trying to do as much as I can with the podcasting. And so, you know, I'm glad you're back on. And I hear congratulations because you won the Subfest Festival with Donna and Peggy. I saw that. That was really, really cool. They're doing an amazing job with Donna on the go. I just, I'm going to give a quick round of applause to Donna and Peggy because that, that is the project that just keeps going and going and doing and doing. Donna on the go, for people who don't know about that, is a web series based on the life of Donna Russo, who um, it is a dancer who um, has mobility challenges. And right. she... And she, um, she keeps dancing and it talks about her life and her challenges with mobility and being, a, being and living that life in a comedic and accessible way that I think has really opened people's eyes. It's really a labor of love. Peggy, Peggy and Donna put so much of their heart in this and I'm, I'm glad that it's getting so much attention. And there's really great cast in this. Um, yeah. Bubba Ganter from Game Shakers. Um, a lot of people in the soap world um, are involved in this as well. It's it's a really great cast. If you really want to see, if you're tired, if you if you've exhausted um, <laughs> Netflix, if you've exhausted your Hulu account, if you've exhausted um, your your Amazon Prime account, please go look at Donna on the go. Please do. Um, yes, it, it, it's definitely worth your time. I would say. Yeah. It is. Donna and I, uh, she was actually on my Christmas uh, show the couple weeks ago. Peggy couldn't make it because she had to work, unfortunately. So I was going to ask you, but it's like, and then the next day I got sick. I was like, oh, man. So I could never get a break. And then every time I try to schedule a guest or something, I would get sick. And I feel bad because I had it rescheduled. But this time I was able to make the Christmas show. You can see it on YouTube. We had Bobby Collins on there. We had Donna on there. And we had a whole, you know, we had a good time. It was just an old-fashioned Christmas show, you know, singing and dancing. And so um, if you guys check it out, Donna on a Go, you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, not, not on Netflix, so check it out. And look for Donna on the Go. Um, she is going to be working on some other stuff. I'm excited, but I can't say yet. So she told me not to say anything yet. So... Uh, you know how it is. You have to keep, keep it hush-hush in the Hollywood business. You got to wait for that ink to dry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the awareness show, last time we met, we um, actually started a, uh, a shop online with all those uh, the t-shirts. Maxi has created a new uh, zebra logo. You could actually order it online on thresh, com now. So we're ordering, we have t-shirts now, we've got some hats, uh, not hats, but uh, masks and other stuff that people can buy. So I'll send you the link, you can check that out. And so the awareness show is getting a little bit well recognized. And so we've been doing this for nine years and um, it's been such a blast. I mean, I love talking to you guys and I'm hoping once this pandemic is over, we can all hang out and go to Starbucks or go and get coffee. Just you, me, Donna, Peggy, and have a whole bunch of good times. You know what I mean? Because that's basically, I missed that. 
You know, it's interesting because I think this is going to make people appreciate the physical being in physical company with others more and just not so glued to their phone, not so glued to their computer screens. Once we're able to really interact, once we get that threshold of vaccinations taken care of, people, I think, are going to be able to appreciate each other more and the things that we just wildly took for granted all the time, such as even, even just common convenience of getting through a line quickly. (laughs) I stood in, I stood in two, three lines today, uh, just running my errands because I, it, I, I, there was just no other way to get some of the stuff I needed done, done. And I mean, my patient, I was still, I had to check myself because I was getting a little impatient still. It's like, you know what? You're lucky to be alive, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear you. That's my dogs. I got two dogs. I have three dogs, so they're just coming back from a walk. So you got your cat. I got my three dogs barking. So, <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, it's kind of crazy. So the only thing I could do is go to the grocery store or go to the park right now and play Pokemon Go. I can't really go anywhere because I'm getting ready to have another surgery in uh, February. So they're telling me, stay put. You got to stay inside and then hopefully like when they have the shots available, get that shot, then be, you know, so I've taken the COVID test four times already, each time negative. So, which is the plus. And it's kind of scary because you, a uh, couple, couple of stores down the house, the houses that we have have gotten exposed uh, in our neighborhood. So we're like, oh no, we got to, you know, 60, I'm a people person. I love to talk and it's hard for me not to, you know, chit chat and say, Hey, how are you? I want to give you a hug right now. I can't do that. So it's like, no, it's been devastating for, especially people who are like you, who love to hug. I, you know, love to hold people's hands who are highly high touch people. And I consider myself one of those too. It's been very, it's been very difficult not to reach out. And it has been scary because you, there's this, there's this line where you, you feel weird when you sneeze, when you sneeze in a grocery store accidentally, you're like, everybody's like, (laughs) right. And it's like, no, I just, I just had a tickle in my nose because I've been wearing this mask for hours. But here's the thing. I would rather wear the mask for hours and hours and hours and have mask me than, than potentially make someone else sick. Right. That that is my personal belief. And, and that I think is backed up by credible science. And, and I, I wish more Americans would take this more seriously especially considering the numbers that we're seeing and the mutations of the strain. And right. And now they opened up another one in Japan. And I don't know what that one is about, but I heard that that is now getting the, the younger people, the, tw- the 20 year olds and younger, you know, that, and I don't know that much uh, more about that, but I hear it's worse than it, the one that we have now. So it's scary, you know? And I said, my friends are asking me when we're going to see each other again. I said, not anytime soon. I mean, I love you guys and uh, I want to see you guys in LA, but unfortunately, you know, until we get the shots that are available, you know, 
So I just called my doctor today and she said that they weren't uh, having the shots yet. So. Well, and you need to, and it's not just about, here's the thing. It's not just about you or me. It's the fact that we have frontline workers, especially in the hospitals. Right. Where the emergency rooms are overrun. They're having to ration care. And they've been dealing with this literally day in, day out with not much of a break since March. Really. Right. I have a couple of friends back in New York and they work like day and night, you know, they're frontlining and they have one day off and then they have to go back, you know, to work the next couple of six day shift, eight out, 12 hour shift. And they're so they're tired, you know, by the time they get home, they said it's really bad in the hospitals. And, you know, they just get overwhelmed and tired and they just, you know, nothing they can do about it. Well, my hope is with the Central Authority in particular in this movie is, is, is a funny movie, but it does take, take a few swings at some of the political thought that got us or hindered us in keeping this virus tamped down. Right. You know, people not wearing masks, people, people um, politicizing a virus when it shouldn't have been politicized at all for any reason. Right. So my hope is that even though this movie is funny and my hope is that people will think. Exactly. And and consider their choices and and if they've been making choices that have not been conducive to getting this virus contained so far that maybe they'll see their choices differently you know sometimes you can't be preachy preachy being preachy or scolding sometimes doesn't work sometimes you have to show a little bit of humor Uh, and the fact of the matter is we're all very raw after last week i know last Last week, I was not very functional. As an American, I was not very functional at all. (laughs) Right. Um, It was scary. It was scary. It was was just like in a movie. Yeah. It was was a disturbing day to, to be in this country. And regardless of what, whether you're blue, red, purple, (laughs) green, Green, yellow, (laughs) right. And, you know, it's, it's a wake up call to all of us that we have to pay more attention. We have to be aware, like awareness show, we have to be aware. And that some of our processes, we don't really understand as well, you know, like for instance, I knew that I knew that the electors met on December 13th and that they had to certify. I knew that. Right. I was educated to know that, but I didn't know that the Congress had to ratify it. I didn't know that happened in January. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that either. (laughs) So we all, we all could stand to be a little bit more educated about our, our processes of democracy and how and why. Yeah. And reform them as necessary if they need reform. But, um, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, I won't speak too much more on government, but I'm hopeful that this is also an opportunity for entertainment to take some risks and evolve. You know, the entertainment business has been really rattled by this because 
really most of the history of American cinema has been after the 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 um, the Spanish flu. Right. The polio epidemic didn't really affect American cinema to the degree because it was mostly a it, it more affected children than than adults. Right. So this this is this is a lot of looking at processes and there you know wherever there's a crisis there's an opportunity and I hope this is a huge opportunity for for entertainment to really grow and to evolve exactly and more documents documentaries maybe you know to see what happens in the near future i yeah. i think that i think that there might be a movie about this a little you know later on you know what i mean and uh, you know it's kind of scary and today we celebrate martha luther king's birthday because today is his birthday and wondering what you know if he was still alive what would he think about all this going on what would uh ronald reagan think of all this going on you know it's just we live in a world today that you know if we have to protect our lives we have to be you know be looking around the corner and see what's going to be happening next are we going to be getting attacked by people you know it's just we have to we have to be more aware of our surroundings and our feelings and you know it's not about democrats not about republicans it's all of us trying to work together and trying to be happy on this earth if we can if that makes sense no it does and i would say a lot of the central authority is actually what you're talking about in a sense is treating human beings as human beings right we have a culture that because of of some aspects of entertainment, especially tabloid culture, right. treat human beings as objects or right. something to consume and dehumanize other human beings. And in that process, we forget that somebody has feelings, that somebody exactly. has a life outside this frame that you see right here. Right. And a lot of this movie sort of sort of taps at well this person is being objectified and you laugh at it and then you feel bad for laughing at it at the same time right exactly. after because you catch yourself right. and my my hope is that we can we can sort of reckon with that a little bit more and 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 this promise that we have that all all men are created equal which really is all people all races, all creeds, all genders, all religions, all right. everyone is created equal. My become more realized as we move ahead in the American story, as it were. Right. Uh -oh. Um. Oh, I I have some low system resources apparently, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I would say that that we have you know we we need to we need to we have an empathy gap in the in this country that's getting wider and wider and you see that when people can storm the capitol and beat a man to death on camera and not feel horrible about it exactly well christina my time's almost up i gotta go cook dinner in a few minutes um 
I know we were supposed to talk about uh, tarot cards. We Can we schedule that for another interview? Absolutely. And uh, hopefully I'll have them printed by then. So yeah, let's, let's do that. I'd encourage everyone to follow the Central Authority on Facebook at the Central Authority, on Twitter at Central A-U-T-H, Instagram the underscore Central underscore Authority, and our website again is www.centralauthority.com. And Christina, do you have any social media where they can follow you? Oh, yes. So on Twitter, I'm at the Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N West. And on Instagram, it's the same, at the Kristen West. On Facebook, at Kristen West Actress is how you can find me. Thank you, Kristen, and thank you, Matt, for uh, reconnecting with me with Christina. We're going to talk about tarot cards when she gets those printed out. And like I said, it's going to be another hot weekend, guys. It's going to be hot, 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 hot weekend. So stay cool, stay dry. East Coast, I'm so jealous of you guys right now. You guys got the snow. So we're in our shorts and we're in our, our tops. So... Christina, thank you for having having me back on the show. You can follow us on iTunes, Amazon Music, Pandora, Spotify, Radio.com. We're on all the social media platforms. So and on YouTube. So check us out. Thank you, Christina. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's always a pleasure. And thank you for your audience and your listeners for for being here and supporting us and supporting me and my work. I really appreciate it. Oh, we love you. See you, and I hope to see you in a, in a few months. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.